Welcome to Grassroot Ohio, conversations with everyday people working on important issues here in Columbus and all around Ohio. I'm Carolyn Harding, and today I'm talking with Dominic Detweiler and Amanda Erickson, activists and advocates promoting lived and legal equality for LGBTQIA plus Ohioans, young and old. Dominic Detweiler, he, him, his, is a graduate of Ohio University, where he studied sociology with minors in psychology, political science, and music. As public policy strategist, Dominic works primarily on advancing Equality Ohio's objectives at the Ohio State House, including passing the Ohio Fairness Act and protecting minors from so-called conversion therapy. Dominic has worked with Equality Ohio in various capacities since 2017 and has served as public policy strategist since January 2020. Amanda Erickson, she, her, is the Director of Education and Outreach at Kaleidoscope Youth Center. Since 2017, she has focused on advocating for LGBTQIA plus youth across Ohio through professional development and education for youth-serving professionals, including teachers, social workers, and more. Amanda has a Bachelor of Science in Education from Bowling Green State University and spent two years post-college as a Peace Corps volunteer, educating teachers in the South Pacific. Since returning to the U.S., she has worked in education and programming in the Columbus nonprofit sector. Welcome to Grassroot Ohio. Thanks for having us. On July 2, 2021, News5Cleveland.com headlined, Ohio's budget has a provision allowing medical providers to refuse care for LGBTQ community. Governor DeWine said people could just find another provider. And on July 7, Rolling Stone headlined, Ohio allows doctors to deny LGBTQ health care on moral grounds. The new provision snuck into a last minute amendment to the budget was signed by Governor Mike DeWine. This flies directly in the face of the Hippocratic Oath. I will remember that I remain a member of society with special obligations to all my fellow human beings, those sound of mind and body, as well as the infirm. So what is going on right now regarding LGTBQIA plus rights in Ohio? Let's start with you, Dom. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot happening. Um, There's... Some good stuff and some bad stuff. I think the medical conscience clause that is um, being talked about right now is one of the bad things that's happened, but it's actually the only legislative loss that we've had um, in the whole history of Equality Ohio um, here in Ohio. So that might give you some context. Um, The last time there was a major legislative attack on LGBTQ folks here in Ohio that was successful uh, was 2004 when the legislature passed um, a law uh, essentially banning um, same-sex couples from being married. Um, so we've come a long way since then, and we're seeing a new a new generation, I guess, of attacks on LGBTQ folks that we just have to be really aware of and, um, and ready to fight back against. So what about this law that was just passed? Can, we, can you explain it a little bit more so the everyday Ohio, grassroots Ohio listener can understand it? 
Absolutely, yeah. So the Senate amended this clause into the budget, like you said. Um, a good way to think about it is essentially it's a license to discriminate for medical professionals that will allow doctors, nurses, receptionists even to deny providing a certain service to a person because they think that that service is unethical or against their religious beliefs. It's not that common in the country. The only, the only state that's passed a fairly similar piece of legislation is Arkansas. So, I mean, that kind of puts it into context, I guess, a little bit is um, Ohio is in a lot of ways competing with Arkansas. Um, not that there's anything wrong with Arkansas. Seems like a great place. I would visit it someday. Um, but I, I think one of the really um, encouraging things is um, that like Ohioans really didn't want this and, and really activated against it when it happened. Um, we had over um, 10,000 emails went to legislators um, and other leaders to try to get this to stop. And then another thousand reached out to the governor in the 24 hours before he signed the budget um, to ask him to not to. So it was really good to see Ohio activate against legislation attacking LGBTQ folks. Amanda, how will this law impact the youth that you are serving at the Kaleidoscope Youth Center? Yeah, that is a great question um, that I don't know that I necessarily have details on, but I think there is, um, you know, this existing cultural idea of adultism, right? Where adultism meaning that we just accept that adults know what's best for youth all the time, um, that youth somehow don't um, have the wisdom to understand what they need or to be able to control kind of their own lives and their own choices. Um, and what we see often in terms of youth needing to access certain types of healthcare um, is adults stepping in and, and saying when it is and isn't okay, um, whether they are opposed to the healthcare that's being requested or opposed to this young person's identity to begin with. So I think um, when we pass policy that just, you know, allows further people to be able to say what is and isn't an okay form of healthcare. I think that just adds another layer of barrier to trans youth being able to access the, the important kind of healthcare that they, they would like to access. Well, let's talk about this um, kind of movement at the Ohio State House. It's uh, it's a supermajority of Republican, but a lot of them are, are extremely far right. And they have a moral agenda. Um, can we talk about that in regards to their uh, the, the legislation that they're that they are proposing and that they're supporting? Let's start with you, Amanda. I would pass this to Dom as the the more legislation uh, expert, if I can. Yes, sure. Go ahead, Dom. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think so. The first thing is Equality Ohio works really closely with folks across the aisle. And also, this is a real trend that um, we are seeing that that is really troubling. And that's that like, reasonable people are being are being out, are being uh, overpowered. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> being overpowered by this minority of very loud voices. Yeah. And those voices also get the most media attention. So absolutely, there is there is a a movement here to 
inflict values on on the state, um, whether whether the people of Ohio want those or not. Um, and I think a big part of this is um, goes back to redistricting and how districts are drawn, because when we have districts that are drawn in such a way that require that almost guarantee a Republican voice, the the Republicans in those seats become more and more extreme. Mm-hmm. The same could probably be argued about the Democrats, but we haven't seen that as much um, recently. So when there are Republicans who want to sit down with us and have conversations in some of these districts, they are in a lot of ways scared into not talking to us because they're afraid of a primary challenge. I see. So I think, yeah, I mean, we are first and foremost a nonpartisan organization because we really do believe that anybody can have a journey to accepting and supporting their LGBTQ constituents. And at the same time, it could be a little easier um, if we were to do redistricting in a better way. Excellent. We're talking about this um, in this moral um, mindset. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit about this conversion therapy, which is often forced on teens and the youth. Dom, can you talk about this? And is it part of the legislation or is it just an initiative going on? Yeah, so I think from our end, conversion therapy is, um, it's, so it is a set of practices that seek to change a person's sexual orientation or gender identity. It really has massive negative impacts on the mental health of the people who are subjected to it. And it's completely rejected by every major medical association. What we're doing on the policy side is to pass a, pass a law that will prohibit this, these practices from being done on youth. So right now the bill at the state house is um, SB 50 sponsored by senators, Nikki Antonio and Tia Mahara. They would do just that. It would, it would prohibit these, these practices um, being conducted on, on youth. And we're, we're working on a similar piece of legislation in the house as we kind of get back into the legislative legislative session in September. Amanda, um, can you tell me if any of the youth you've worked with have been impacted by this kind of therapy, the conversion therapy? Yeah, I'm not aware of any specific connections um, or youth that that I am directly connected to that have these experiences. Um, But I think we have heard about this, both in terms of just, you know, anecdotes that are out there, um, stories in the media, And I think that conversion therapy, like we call it conversion therapy, right? But that's really a misnomer um, because it's not therapy. It's not any kind of accepted therapy. Um, And I think it surprises a lot of people that it is legal um, because a lot of, you know, social work associations, for example, groups of professionals agree that it's not okay. It's not ethical. And yet it is still legal. And so we know that you know, this kind of thing is still happening. Um, and so it's really important that we do have some kind of, you know, law written into legislation that says that we shouldn't be doing this anymore. Well, we're in Columbus, Ohio, and it's a metropolitan um, center, education center. And there's a lot of people that are more progressive minded, but folks out in um, rural Ohio that are church going people. I grew up in a, a real strong church they never took that stand on conversion therapy, but I can see how easily 
that can be uh, adopted, saying that something's wrong with this person and God's going to help them change. And we're going to help God help them change. So it is frightening. It's probably very destructive to the psychological health of a young person. And I hope that this uh, law passes and that um, it's something that people cannot force upon young people anymore. This is Carolyn Harding with Grassroot Ohio. And today I'm talking with Amanda Erickson and Dominic Detweiler. They're both activists and advocates for LGBTQIA plus folks here in central Ohio and all over Ohio. So in June, I attended a memorial for a trans teen boy who had committed suicide. He'd experienced bullying, not only from fellow students, but from adults in positions who could and should have kept him safe. His family and friends were there in heartbreaking grief, with courage and a stand to say no more. Amanda, tell us about your work at Kaleidoscope Youth Center with trans children, teens. Yeah, um, definitely. I think, um, you know, your story, I think, resonates. Um, We see mental health issues um, being pretty extreme in the LGBTQ youth population. Um, we, we can see findings from research like the Glisson National School Climate Survey um, that shows that 84% of trans and gender nonconforming students feel unsafe in their schools because of gender identity and expression. Um, additional studies show that more than half of all trans and gender nonconforming youth have attempted suicide or otherwise engaged in self-harm. Conversely, when we affirm gender identity amongst trans and non-binary youth, um, we consistently see lower rates of suicide attempts um, and positive mental health outcomes. Um, So we at Kaleidoscope are attempting to create that space of belonging, right? To create that that space of affirmation. Um, Kaleidoscope Youth Center is Ohio's largest and longest standing organization that's just devoted to serving and supporting LGBTQIA plus youth. Um, And we do that through programming that can include social time, discussion groups, groups, leadership activities, and just generally provide a safe space for youth to feel at home in the afternoons. Um, So my work with education and training is taking that safe space that we've cultivated in our building on East Town Street in Columbus and extending it into the rest of the community. So through community education, professional development, We're trying to help adults, especially, understand the ins and outs of gender and sexuality, LGBTQ identities and issues, and best practices for working with LGBTQ youth. Um, We are happy to provide a safe environment for youth to be their authentic selves. um, And we wish that there were other spaces in their lives that they could feel that sense of belonging. Um, So that's what we're trying to do with that education. So folks, so youth can go online and get connected with you and actually in-person events as well. Yeah, so we are, um, we're doing a kind of a soft reopening right now. Um, So starting this Friday, so July 23rd, which is tomorrow, based on the time that we're recording this, um, we are doing some in-person youth programming outside of our building on East Town Street. Um, So that's going to be in the evening for about an hour. Um, And that is just for our 12 to 20 age group. So youth can start coming on their 12th birthday, they age out on their 21st birthday. It's a confidential space, so we don't allow adults in unless they are staff or vetted volunteers. Um, And we've been running those spaces on a Discord server and on Zoom for the duration of the pandemic. And we're really excited to see some of that coming back. Um, That's going to be on Fridays for the next few weeks. And then fingers crossed, 
it all goes super smoothly and things keep improving and we can bring back more and more days and get back to a semi-regular schedule. How can folk, how can teens and youth that are out in rural towns all over the place, how can they get strength and courage and um, support in where they live from you guys? Um, so they can participate in Kaleidoscope programming virtually through our Discord server. Um, so if they find us online at kycohio.org, there is a programming form that they can fill out with their contact information, and we will send them information for how to access our Discord server, which is a safe, closed virtual space for youth to exist together. Um, we've had youth from all over Ohio and a few kids outside Ohio access that space throughout the pandemic. Um, and even as we look at coming back to in-person programming, we're trying to figure out how to keep some of that virtual space happening as well. We also provide support through school advocacy. Um, so many schools around the state have what's called a GSA, which stands for Gender and Sexuality Alliance, or might stand for Gay Straight Alliance. And it's essentially an LGBTQ student extracurricular club that meets at a middle school or high school. Um, at Kaleidoscope, we are the hub for the Ohio GSA network, and we're connected to the National Association of GSAs. So we're able to provide all kinds of resources. We're able to come in and be a guest speaker for a GSA. We can help schools get a GSA started, and that way they have that little hub of LGBTQ youth within their own communities where they're not necessarily needing, you know, to, to contact Kaleidoscope all the time because they have a safe space that they've been able to cultivate. And Dominic, how does Equality Ohio support um, programs like Kaleidoscope Youth Center? Yeah, I mean, I think KYC and Equality Ohio work together really well all the time. Um, I think one really great example of our collaboration is in the last uh, couple months, we've been putting together a youth advocacy coalition that is directly aimed at um, stopping the, the, the bad bills that we're seeing. So this bill banning transgender athletes and um, other kind of generally their atta attacks on trans kids um, as they come up. But that has really just been a great, um, great coalition to work on. And I think if folks want to join that coalition, they can reach out to um, either of us. Um, probably the best way on the Equality Ohio side is to just email info at equalityohio.org and we can get you that information. Um, but yeah, we're always looking for more folks to join that coalition and help us, um, help us in, that, in that fight against those bad bills. Tell the folks listening what your websites are, your links. Um, let's start with you, Amanda. Sure. So Kaleidoscope is online at kycohio.org. Um, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the handle at kycohio. Our Instagram is very youth focused. So if you are looking for information about youth programming, Instagram is where it's going to be. Um, and everything else is a little bit more generic. And how about you, Dominic, with Equality Ohio? Yeah, so Equality Ohio is pretty simple. It's just www.equalityohio.org. We're also in, on all of those social media platforms as well. Well, when this first broadcasts, it, it will be Friday, July 23, openings of the Summer Olympics 2021. The sports are up front in everybody's minds, and many of the athletes have dealt with injustice, sexual abuse, racial discrimination, sexism, economic struggles, COVID-19 shutdowns, physical and emotional handicaps. Yet these athletes have persevered and made it to the Olympics. So how will our trans youth and adult 
athletes, trans adult athletes compete in the sports world? And how is Ohio facing this and how can we help them? Who would like to start? I can go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think trans athletes are thriving and doing really well, just as cisgender athletes are. There's been a lot of conversation around this, around transgender athletes recently. Um, It's become a bit of a political talking point, but really uh, school districts, colleges, professional sports um, across the country and in Ohio have been allowing trans athletes to participate for years without an issue. Um, every major athletic athletics organization from the Ohio High School Athletic Association all the way up to the uh, International Olympic Committee have rules in place that um, support the inclusion of transgender athletes. Um, and those organizations have had a lot of great success in providing a positive, constructive atmosphere for athletes to do their best and enjoy their sports um, while also growing and supporting women's athletics. Um, so, I mean, I think the big talking point around these bills is that um, they're going to save women's sports, but um, the truth is that this is really going to do the exact opposite, and it's going to do real harm to uh, women athletes, whether they're transgender or not. And Amanda? Yeah, I I think the the coalition that Dom mentioned earlier between Kaleidoscope and Equality Ohio, this is one of the things that we're focusing on, is how to, you know, get education out there for folks to understand that trans folks playing sports doesn't have to be a big thing, right? Um, So through this coalition, we've, we've collected, you know, people working with various LGBTQ organizations around Ohio, people who are just you know, wanting to fight for this cause. Um, We also have youth as part of this coalition, youth who play sports or youth who want to be able to play sports. Um, You know, collecting testimony to share, collecting stories, um, putting together events to be able to educate the public about why everyone should be able to play sports. Um, And I think as, as Dom was explaining in the legislature earlier, you know, it is a really vocal, loud minority that is pushing this kind of information. And so we need people that support the trans community to come out and be loud and show their support um, and not just kind of, you know, mumble about how things aren't fair, but but to really come out and fight for, for the sake of the youth that want to participate. So you can be assured that Grassroot Ohio will get this out as widely as possible so that folks can become more aware and become more up to date and what's going on with our children and our young people and, and, um, and how the world is evolving in acceptance of people the way they are. I would like you to tell us if there are any events coming up that folks might want to attend or know about. Amanda. Sure. Um, So if you are connected to a young person ages 12 to 20, um, we are bringing back in-person programming. Um, So that's going to be on Fridays-ish. And as we expand, there will be more information on our Instagram for young people that are um, interested in that. We also have a virtual parents group that's been meeting on Wednesday nights via Zoom. Um, So if there are any parents of trans and non-binary youth that are interested in talking with other parents in a virtual sphere, on our website, there is a form that you can fill out to get connected to that programming. Um, and that, that Zoom link will be sent to your inbox. Excellent. And how about you, Dominic? Yeah, I mean, I think the best way that folks can get engaged, especially around the, the sports legislation, is to, is to join that coalition that we were talking about earlier. Um, it meets twice a month, um, is working on a wide variety of projects, really, um, to help fight back against those anti-trans bills. Again, just email info at equalityohio.org and we can get you connected with that. I think the other thing, um, if folks are interested, is uh, we, Equality Ohio does have volunteer nights also 
uh, twice a month that we use to um, uh, for a wide variety of things. Um, right now, we're really uh, spending that time educating folks about about these these builds and also just like about trans folks generally and how like we all have trans folks in our life and none of them are scary. Like we, these are people that we love and we should be we should be supporting them in any way we can. Fighting back against the, this legislation is really the best way to do that. All right, we're almost out of time. Real quick, what gives you hope, Amanda? Ooh, the youth, the youth are number one hundred percent give us hope. Our youth are so bright and so wise. Um, they understand themselves in ways beyond what we can imagine. Um, nothing is holding them back from, you know, being out and loud and, and getting what they want and what they deserve. Dom. Yeah, I think the the big thing that gave me hope, especially at the end of June, while there was the, the budget issue that didn't go our way, I think seeing the huge outpouring of support for transgender youth from people across the state, um, both when the house was well, when the house was trying to pass the ban on transgender athletes, um, that really gave me hope. It was it was upsetting when it happened, but Ohio really rallied and showed up for trans kids in a big way, and we were able to stop that attempt to pass it. Um, I think they're going to keep trying to pass it, but if Ohioans continue to show up and speak out, we'll, we'll we will stop it. Well, thank you so much for your advocacy for your work. And um, we'll do everything we can to help raise the awareness and get people more open and, and ready to embrace the wonderful aspects of all these children and people. Thank you so Thank much. you. In addition to our Friday 5 p.m. broadcast on WGRN.org, Grassroot Ohio now airs on Sundays at 2 p.m. on WCRSFM.org, 92.7, 98.3, and at 4 p.m. on WEJPLP in Wheeling, Moundsville, West Virginia. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Grassroot Ohio, 94.1 FM, WGRN.org. We air Friday nights at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can listen to all our previous shows archived on the top post of our Grassroot Ohio Facebook page. There's a time to listen and learn, a time to organize and strategize, and a time to stand up, fight back.